Monday, July 11th. Welcome to the AL East State of the Division. We are your hosts. I'm Peter Apple. That's Sam Lucchini. We're playing buy or sell. The trade deadline is approaching at the end of the month, and we're going to go through each team, give you their needs, their wants, and whether they will be buying or selling. Sam, let's start at the top of the division. But first, how are you, my friend? It's the weekend. You know, we're starting off the week right Monday. It was the weekend. Now it's Monday. Yeah, I had a nice little vacation weekend, hit the beach for a couple of days. Kind of a weird schedule, a little bit different for me. I'm used to like working on the weekend, but I'm here. I, it, it's great to be back with you because I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. So it's good to I see know. you, man. It's good to see you too. And it, our Yankees are pretty good too. Yeah, so we are both are Yankee good. fans, but we're not going to bring all the bias in. But, you know, we wouldn't be us without mentioning that the Yankees are in first place and they are 100% going to be buyers. Right now, the Yankees are 61 and 24. They have a 99.1% chance to win the division, according to Fangraphs, and a 100% chance to make the playoffs. And it's funny, we've already seen the Yankees kind of show their hand, right? Who they might be interested in. They've showed Joey Gallo might not be a part of this team come trade deadline season. That's just a reality of the fact. They might be looking for another left-handed outfielder, as well as possibly some bullpen help. And we've seen that they're on the starting pitching market. They've checked in with the Cincinnati Reds on Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley. Before we get into a couple of players we think would make sense, what do you think the Yankees need? Uh, so I have a couple of interesting positions. You talked about outfield. I think that's going to be a definite necessity with the way Giles played this year. I thought he was going to pick it up, but at this point, he's still continuing to struggle. He had the fluke triple last night, a couple nights ago, which is pretty fun to see. But I think a corner outfield, left-handed bat, you know, you mentioned some of those names. Um, that's definitely a need. I think another reliever. Chapman's not really throwing well at this point. He's coming back from injury, and he still isn't looking great. That velo is still down, so I think another reliever. I'm not sure about a start. I want to see how this rotation plays out because we're starting to see Nestor tail off a little bit. Tyone's going to pitch today against Boston, we're recording this on Sunday, and we're going to see how that pans out. But he's been struggling as of late. And another position that I do want to bring up, Peter, is do you think that the Yankees need a shortstop? Because Isaiah Conner-Falefa hasn't been great this year, hasn't even hit a single home run this year. And I'm not off of the bandwagon as much as other Yankees fans have been with IKF. He's played decent enough defense, but hasn't really provided a ton with the bat. Do you think the Yankees should go out and get a shortstop? I don't because the Yankees have their shortstops in the minor leagues, unfortunately, and they have a lot of them. Everybody's heard of Anthony Volpe, but Oswald Peraza is actually closer to being big league ready. And his glove, in my opinion, is already as good, if not better than IKF. And he's really swinging it. If they go get a shortstop, it will be somewhat of a rental. And I just don't know if they're going to do that because I think they have bigger issues. To your point, IKF on defense, that's what's been the problem, right? Because you say he's been playing average defense, and I agree, it's been average. But what was advertised to us was elite defense at shortstop. We knew the bat wasn't going to be great, but at least he's putting the ball in play. It's not a gallow situation where he's hitting 160. You know, right? He's closer to 260, 270 batting average. Sometimes in the Yankees lineup, we could use that considering we don't have a ton of bat to ball guys. I'm saying we, we shouldn't say we, this is the New York Yankees we're talking about, but we happen to be fans of the team. But with the Yankees, I don't see them really getting a shortstop. Although to your point, IKF has not been as good as advertised. I want to focus on some players that I think that the Yankees could go get. And I'm going to start with one of those outfielders. And that's Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs will be selling 
it, at least that's what it seems like. Wilson Contreras could be on the trade market. David Robertson could be on the trade market. And I actually somewhat see, I could see the Yankees kind of doing not a blockbuster type deal because Ian Happ, although he's been fantastic this year and should be an all-star, he's not a super high caliber player that you got to throw a ton of prospects at. But if you package an Ian Happ, with the David Robertson to the Yankees, I feel like that would be a very interesting trade. Of course, the Chicago Cubs would not want Joey Gallo, clearly. Joey Gallo might go, even go to the Rangers. They said that they're willing to take him. I've seen the Brewers be possibly interested in Joey Gallo. A prospect package for those two, I'm not entirely sure. But what I do know is that the Yankees could do it pretty easily, maybe make Trey Sweeney a guy who they send away. They have a lot of good young pitchers as well. Maybe a Luis Medina with his stuff ticking up, maybe he could be included in a deal like that as well. What do you think about that package? And do you like any other players on the market? Yeah, Yankees legend, David Robertson. Let's not forget about that guy. He was Absolutely. fantastic for us for a very long time. So I think that would be a great piece to add into that. We talked about Ian Happ last week on NL Central, and this is a guy that can – he's an incredible bat, switch hitting bat. I think he's on an expiring. Am I wrong about that? Ian Happ is on an expiring contract. Okay, so him and Robertson would both be on expiring, so you would only have them for this year, and I don't know if they would want to keep an, either of them long-term, but we'll still see. Ian Happ would be an incredible bat. I think he's got the second highest WRC plus among left fielders this season. And Robertson's been incredible at 38 years old out of that Chicago Cubs bullpen. So I think that that would be the perfect move for this team, just because you're getting another great bat with Ian Happ. Doesn't play incredible defense, but can still be a guy out there who can provide. And, and with lefty. Robertson, yeah, and he's a lefty. And with Robertson, that's just another guy that can eat innings for you out of the pen. He's somebody that we know that we can trust, and he was with this team for such a long time. So I think that that move would be incredible for the Yankees, and that's really the one that I'm keyed in on right now. And the reason I said Ian Happ, that left-handed bat, is he's actually a switch hitter, but you, we know that that gives the Yankees even more versatility to be able to platoon, but also that left-handed bat in Yankee Stadium, we always want those for the short porch. But let's stop talking about the Yankees because – they will be buyers. I don't know if they'll be massive buyers because the team is rolling right now. But in second place, this team kind of went from potential sellers to definite buyers in my mind. And that's the Boston Red Sox who said at 46 and 39. They have a 0.4% chance to win the division, but a 71.9% chance to make the playoffs. The Red Sox, we talked about it on, I think, the State of the Division a couple of weeks ago as the Red Sox were starting to get hot. And now look at them. They sit at second in the division and have, I think, established themselves as the third best team in the AL East. When I look at their roster, right, you'd say they need a starting pitcher. And I would agree with you, but at least Nate Avaldi is going to come back soon. At least Chris Sale is going to come back soon. And it seems that they've already made the distinction that Garrett Whitlock, who's also returning, will be moved to the bullpen, at least right now. Josh Winkowski is a guy who's performed pretty well. Nick Pavetta is also pretty solid. And Brian Bayo is another rookie who they called up who got kind of crushed in his first start, but he's still a really talented young arm. And you can read more about Brian Bayo on justbaseball.com. When you look at this roster, Sam, I say 
they need a reliever. And then I also think they could use a first baseman, but not a first baseman that you're going to pay year over year. They need a rental because Tristan Casas is their best hitting prospect. And he, well, Marcelo Meyer might be at shortstop, but he's much further away because he was just drafted. Tristan Casas is that next first base prospect for them, but I don't believe in Bobby Dalbeck. And I believe that the Red Sox, again, could use a switch hitter. That switch hitter I'm thinking of is Josh Bell on the Washington Nationals. I mocked one of the trades for Josh Bell to the Red Sox. They wouldn't have to give up a ton, maybe a couple of prospects. You're probably going to need a top 100 guy, but nobody crazy in exchange for Josh Bell, who's become one of the best first base options, not just in the National League, but in the entire league. Who are some players that you think would make sense on the Red Sox? Yeah, I know that you dealt Blaze Jordan to Washington in that deal. And I 100% agree with that deal because they have Tristan Costas coming up in a couple of years and he's the real deal. He's going to be legit. So the rental thing with Josh Bell, quietly one of the best hitters in baseball this year. He's been better than a ton of these other first basemen. And there was a point in time where I think, you know, in a week when these trades really start to ramp up, Josh Bell could be the hottest hitter on the market and we'll still see. But he's been incredible this year for that team. And they've been dealt with a slew of starting pitcher injuries I would not be surprised Peter if Boston went out and threw a deal at Luis Castillo because I think Luis Castillo would also be a perfect fit on this Red Sox team if they want to go get another starter and then for a reliever I think you know if they're going to be a playoff team that wants to go deep they should go out and get a reliever as well David Robertson's a guy another guy we literally just talked about David Bedner from Pittsburgh who I just wrote about a couple weeks ago who's going to be an all-star for Pittsburgh could also fit right into that pen so I think first base is definitely a necessity for them. They've played, you know, Dahlbeck there, who's been, man, you know, he's not that great. Christian Vasquez has played over there a couple of times. Franchi's played over there a couple of times. So I think that first base is definitely a necessity for them if they want to go deep. Definitely another starter and for sure a reliever. So a couple more relievers that I'm looking at. It's really not a couple more. This is the reliever that I think the Red Sox should go get. I think they should call up the Detroit Tigers and go get Michael Fulmer, who's played more of a not really a closer role, but can close for them. And it's just been a really good reliever now since he transitioned from the rotation to the bullpen. And when I look at the Red Sox bullpen, I see three lefties. I see Matt Strom, I see Jake Diekman, and I see Austin Davis. So they have a good amount of lefties in there. They could call and go get Gregory Soto, who would also be a great addition for them. But I feel that they need a righty, especially if they want to try Tanner Houck in more of a swingman type role. I know he's been in the bullpen and he's kind of transitioned that closer role. But with Whitlock coming back, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do. Michael Fulmer gives you that flexibility of if you need Fulmer to come in in the fifth, he can do that and he can close for you. That's the guy who I'm looking at from the Detroit Tigers in exchange. So I really like Josh Bell, and I really like Michael Fulmer. And to your point about Luis Castillo, they could put together realistically a package and really go after the Yankees right now because it seems like in the American League, at least, the Yankees and the Astros are the two best teams in baseball, really, and in the American League. But the Red Sox are right there. You add a starting pitcher like Luis Castillo, you're not that far off. You might really be neck and neck with those two teams, maybe not based on record, but based on talent alone. Let's move on to the next team in the AL East because we know that the Red Sox are going to be buyers, and I think those two deals are solid. We're going to move on to the Tampa Bay Rays, who always have kind of an interesting way about them. If we remember last season, the Rays aren't normally buyers, but what they did is they sent Joe Ryan over to the Minnesota Twins in exchange for Nelson Cruz. So they've proved, and they paid Wander Franco. So they've proved that they will buy. 
Um, right now they have a 60.1% chance to make the playoffs. I do really think that this is a playoff team, but guess what they need, Sam? We know it. I mean, they can't hit at all. They really, really could use some offense. They just acquired Christian Bethencourt from the A's, which will help because he's like a first baseman type DH, but really, I mean, they could use some outfield help. And there's the big name on the market, which is clear. And it seems like they are the hardest after this guy. And that's Andrew Benatendi of the Royals. The thing is with me personally is, you know, Benatendi's hitting 317 and that's phenomenal, but I don't know how much he affects the game everywhere else. I think he's a fine corner outfielder defensively. He's fine on the base pass and he doesn't provide you with a lot of power, but the Rays just need balls in play because of how dynamic that their team is. So Benatendi could make a lot of sense on the Rays. Where else on this team do you think that they should add? Because I think we know at this point they will be buyers. No, I think it's definitely with the corner outfield thing. And then if I'm not mistaken, is Wander Franco out for six to eight weeks or am I being stupid? Um, Wander Franco is, that's a good question. I know he's hurt. I don't, I just don't know of the timeline Um, here. I got it right here. It's risk, risk discomfort currently. I know he's out. I just don't know exactly if it's six to eight weeks, but I know that he's out. Yeah. Hurt. So, I mean, that's another position of need. But again, with the shortstop thing, the shortstop market at the deadline is like not going to be great just because the guys that we were talking about before, it was like Bogarts and Swanson, and they've both been incredible, and both those teams are great, so they're not going to sell. So that could be a position that they could fill, but I don't think there's really a necessity of it. I mean, I would assume with the wrist discomfort thing, Wander Frank will be back and running up in no time. But I think Ben is good for them just because, like you said, he's a contact bat. They need balls in play so bad because this team cannot hit to save their lives they're so dry to watch and I think that would be a solid addition for that team and the only thing that I don't like with Benintendi is apparently they're asking the absolute world for this guy who is essentially going to be on a rental and I don't think he would re-sign with Tampa Bay if he were to leave Kansas City so I like that fit I just don't know about the haul that they're going to have to end up giving up for a guy like Benintendi. Well, how about these two guys? If he gets too expensive, what about a Brandon Drury from the Cincinnati Reds? A guy can really hit a lefty, but overall has just been a very solid bat for the Cincinnati Reds, as well as David Peralta from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Lefty bat can swing it a little bit. He's not going to affect you much in the field. But then again, what the Rays make their money on is defense, so they can shoulder that load slightly. And it's not like he's a bad defender. It's just the bat is what you're going for. You look at the bullpen and they, they'll probably add maybe an arm maybe i'm looking at andrew chafin of the detroit tigers there's a couple names like that but really i think you have to add offense and you might add a couple of bats here maybe jory can play some first base he's he's pretty kind of well you got g-man Troy, but you just have a guy who's pretty versatile in brandon jury maybe he could be the best option for the tampa bay race is there anybody else that comes to your mind that you think that they could use not really. And on the uh, on the Drury thing, me and Clay talked about it last week. That's a guy that's on an expiring. He's not going to – this isn't like a 30-year-old blossoming into one of the best hitters in baseball. He's having a great season this year. He's going to be the all-star for the Cincinnati Reds. So I think that that guy will be super cheap, and that would be a great option for them to pick up. So if they could pick up a Drury and a Benintendi, I think that would be a pretty successful deadline with them, and they would be able to add some more offense to this pretty much abysmal lineup right now, Pete. And the Rays are 45 and 39, but right behind them is the Toronto Blue Jays, who have to be buyers at this point. 45 and 41 record. They actually, according to Fangraphs, have a higher percentage to make the playoffs 
than the Red Sox or the Rays, which is interesting. But right now they're not playing like it, but on paper, it's hard to disagree that they still could be the second best team in this division. The offense is pretty set in my mind. There's no real area where I think they should add. You know, Santiago Espinal has taken that next step, but again, he had a crazy hot beginning of the season and has really cooled off. And then you have Kevin Biggio out there, but the really there's nobody on offense that I say, okay, the Blue Jays need that, but they need pitching. Jose Barrios has been one of the worst pitchers in baseball by ERA and expected ERA. Kevin Gosman is dealing with an ankle injury. Alec Manoa is the absolute truth. But besides that, Yusei Kikuchi has been incredibly inconsistent. And I don't think Blue Jays fans rely on Ross Stripling come playoff time. So they need a starting pitcher, but also in the bullpen, you got Jordan Romano who's holding down the closer role and he's a very good closer, but Yimi Garcia, eh, Tim Meza, eh, Adam Simber, eh, and maybe that's being disrespectful to those kinds of guys. But at the end of the day, the Blue Jays have had one of the worst bullpens in baseball by ERA. So I'm just stating facts here. At least those are some of the top guys, but top to bottom, the Blue Jays bullpen has just not performed. I mentioned Andrew Chafin as a guy because Tim Meza is really their only lefty. And that's a guy who I think that they could go get. Gregory Soto is another guy. Gregory Soto would probably be the number one option here for the Blue Jays. But I think we're just talking about the bullpen right now. They need to go get Frankie Montas or Luis Castillo. And it's going to be expensive. I don't think that they will have to part with their top prospect, who is Gabriel Moreno. But I'm sure if they somehow made Moreno available with Alejandro Kirk, you know, becoming one of the best catchers in baseball, at least through the first half of the season, could he be on the market? Who are some players that you're looking at for the Blue Jays to add? Yeah, I think you hit it right on the nail with that one. I think Montas is a perfect fit for this team. I think it's going to be a two-horse race between them and St. Louis because I teed St. Louis up to go get Montas because they need a starting pitcher as well, right? So this offense on paper is incredible, and that's why I've piped them up pretty much the entire season. They're going to hit. They're going to be fine. It's whatever. But with Barrios now struggling, Gosman's injured, but it's not that serious. Manoa's still shoving. Ryu's out. Uh, Kikuchi's not great. So I think the starter is without a doubt their biggest need right now. And if they're going to compete with the rest of these teams in their division, they're going to have to do it. And the bullpen, like Romano's the only guy at the back half of that pen that's really going to get it done. I think Gregory Soto would be so crispy in that Toronto uniform. He would be incredible. So I like Matas. I like Soto a lot. The bats are fine. They just need to pitch better because it is not working out right now for them. And if, let's say the A's, they say, you know what? We want Gabriel Moreno in exchange for Montas. And the Blue Jays say, click, no. Hey, Cincinnati Reds, what do you need for Luis Castillo? Gabriel Moreno, click. All right. So now we open up the options. Martin Perez of the Texas Rangers has went from, dare I say, garbage to dare I say amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's been a complete switch. The use of the cutter, he's been very good this year. And then Jose Quintana, literally the same story as Martin Perez. Those are two lefties, you know, in their rotation right now. It's really, you say Kikuchi is their lefty now that Ryu went down with that injury. And I, if I'm a Blue Jays fan, I mean, I'm a Yankee fan and I watch your Blue Jays all the time. You do not want you say Kikuchi come playoff time. No. He can be good in spots. I'm not disagreeing with that at all, but in big time spots, I would be a little bit nervous and I'd be actually be more confident in Jose Quintana right now or Martin Perez. So that could be another cheap option and not cheap, but cheaper than a Frankie Montas or 
a Luis Castillo, maybe even a Tyler Malley as well. Those are so there's a lot of free agent starting pitchers that are currently available. But at the end of the day, we know the Blue Jays are going to buy and they have to get pitching. Sam, the Baltimore Orioles are the hottest team in baseball. And everyone, you know, you can call them a joke, you can call them whatever you want. Actually, no, you can't call them whatever you want. They aren't a joke. They are 43 and 44. They have now won seven games in a row. And right now, um, I'm, we're recording up. Right, oh, they beat the Angels. That's eight in a row. Nine yeah, and nine to five. They won, them. and um, now they still have a one percent chance to make the playoffs. That's the problem. They're in a division that is so good, and it's going to be really hard for them to truly do it. But it seems like the rebuild is finally happening. I hate to give this answer, but I almost think the Blue Jay or the Orioles should kind of stand pat, and maybe they could give off some of their relievers. But at the end of the day, I don't know if the Orioles are going to be big-time buyers. What do you think? Ah, uh, see, it's so tough. I wish I wish that seven teams could make the playoffs in the American League at this point because the Baltimore Orioles, man, they've been hot recently. But I've been teeing them up to be sellers for so long just because I think there's so many pieces that could be dealt exactly. right here. Like Cedric Mullins, all those like bullpen pieces that they have. Trey Mancini's a nice veteran who would be incredible on any playoff team. So – you know what? I'm going to change my stance. I like the state pack thing because maybe they're a year away. We don't know. They could come out in the offseason and do something big. So I think I'm going to change my mind. I think they should stay packed. And I think, you know, at this point, they'll win 75 to maybe 80 games if they keep up on this pace. I'm going to stick it. I'm going to stick with like 75, but they've been incredible lately, Pete. And I don't think they should do anything with this roster right now. I just don't. Okay. Agreed. If you're the Orioles, might as well cash in on whatever Jorge Lopez has been giving you in the back end of that bullpen. I mean, maybe not a Felix Batista because he's a little bit younger, but maybe some of these other guys that have just had good first halves, get some prospects for them, retool in this system, and then come back at it next year. Because you want Cedric Mullins to be a part of this future. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're the Orioles, I want that veteran leadership from Trey Mancini around all these younger guys. If I'm looking at... You know, just around the diamond, you're not trading Ryan Mountcastle. And now that you have Adley starting to perform much better, this is becoming a nucleus. And you don't want to mess that up, especially when you're seeing winning baseball. Has it been against the Angels? You play who you play, but the Angels have been terrible. But I'm just curious to see if this is going to last. But at the same time, I don't want them gutting this team because they're too good to gut this team. So it's funny, as we wrap we have four buyers and one stand pat with possibly dealing away some of the bullpen arms. But if the Orioles decide to sell big, I'll be pretty disappointed because I think that they've been better than a lot of people said. And right now they're the most underrated team in the entire sport. Yeah, they have seven more wins than the Angels. So have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. They're one game under 500 and they're last place in the best division in baseball. They've been incredible this year. Three of the, or two, two of the Yankees, you know, I'm sorry, 20% <laughs> of the Yankees' losses this year have come from the Baltimore Orioles. Like, this team is good. They are not bad. And I, you know, I'm a local guy. I like watching them play. They're fun. I don't want them to do anything. And Adley's so fun. Adley has been incredible over the past month. And they're finally starting to put it all together. I'm really excited for their offseason because I want to see what they do in the offseason. Maybe they add a big piece. We'll see. But – yeah, they're fun. I don't want them to do anything. Don't do anything in Baltimore. They could really use some pitching and Orioles fans to hype you up even more. A lot of top prospect lists are coming out, including just baseballs will be out soon. But if you want to use MLB Pipeline, you have two prospects in the top five 
Gunnar Henderson, the shortstop, Grayson Rodriguez, the starting pitcher, who reminds a lot of people of a bigger Shane Bieber. He's going to be really, really good, as well as Gunnar Henderson, who's taken leaps and bounds and is now one of, if not the best shortstop prospect in the entire sport. So that'll do it for Monday's episode of State of the Division. Stay tuned as we do 15 to 20 minutes on each division every single day. Make sure if you're watching this on YouTube to follow, subscribe, give us a like, put in the comments what you want to see next, as well as stay tuned for as we play buy or seller with all of the division. Sam, anything else before we go? All right. My interesting fact of the day, I'm going to start like pumping these out every uh, least. Thing. I, like I tweeted tweeted out this morning. Um, the Boston Red Sox are closer to the Baltimore Orioles than the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees are 15 games up on the Boston Red Sox, and the Baltimore Orioles are four and a half games back from the Boston Red Sox. So that's an interesting one right there. It's a very interesting one. And as we are recording, because we again are recording on Sunday, Sunday night baseball tonight, Yankees, Red Sox. Who you who you picking? Who you like tonight? Oh, it's so tough just because Tyone's on the mound. I don't really know if I trust Tyone, but I'm going to go with the gut. I'm going to go with the Yanks, man. I think we're going to get it done tonight. Hard not to go with the Yankees, and that's the reason I think the Red Sox will win, but I'm rooting for the Yankees with every (laughs) bone in my body. And with that, thank you, everybody.